Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the World of Ink Network, founded in 2011 by Virginia Grenier and Marsha Cook. Their vision was to start a radio show that helped writers reach their dreams. The World of Ink has a wonderful group of hosts who are dedicated to delivering shows to entertain and inspire listeners. The World of Ink Network shares resources that introduce tips, products, and services to help strengthen, support, and challenge those who love writing and the written word. Their hope is to bring not only authors, illustrators, and publishers together, but screenwriters, directors, and producers. New to the network will be a variety of special shows, bringing not only entertaining shows, but informative discussions on timely subjects. To learn more about us, go to www.worldofinknetwork.com or visit us on our Facebook and Twitter pages. Thank you for your support and enjoy the show. Morning, everybody. It's um, World of Ink special. I have two very special people here today, and I am Marsha Casper Cook. And um, these are two people I've known for as long as I've been doing radio shows and longer with Robin, who we'll talk about that in a minute. It's going to be a really good show because these are two people that really can help you understand what you need when you're writing a book and afterwards. I mean, these are the problems that I hear all the time from people. They don't know where to go. They don't know how to get reviews. And I think after today's show, this will help, and this show will be on demand, and it is on our website at World of Ink Network, and it's also on Marsha Casper Cook. I now have um, Blog Talk has a new a new well actually it's you, we I, we could put it on before where all the shows are but now it's bigger so people can see it and that's so why I have it on my uh, radio show link on Marsha Casper Cook so you'll be all able to hear every show that we've done in the past because sometimes I know people have trouble getting in with Blog Talk but they're always on demand and I think for years some of the shows are on and even from Red River which that was a long time ago but those are still out also. So I'm going to introduce the two guests, and I'm going to let both of them say exactly what they do. But one of them is Fran Lewis, the other is Robin Surface. And um, this show should prove to be very interesting for all of you out there that really have problems. And this is a way to solve, you know, some of the problems in a good way. And these are actually two people that I respect, and I'm so happy that they're both on the show. And uh, maybe I'll let Robin talk first because she probably doesn't want to. Probably letter. Hi, Robin. Hello. I'm so happy you came. I've been trying forever, and I kept saying to Fran, let's have Robin. <laughs> and so I'm so happy that you're here. Um, oh, thank you. Tell us, tell us a little bit about what you do, and then we'll go into a conversation once I bring Fran in, Fran in also. Okay. Well, I'm the owner of Fideli Publishing, and we work with authors in any way they want help. We can be the publisher, or we can be your book coach. We can find editors, illustrators, everything. And we make sure that your books are set up so that they look professional and so that you have Ingram distribution for the printed versions and then e-books as well. So pretty much anything you want, we will find a way to do. 
plus marketing to your offering now. Yeah. You know, in a different right, depending on what they need, but they need to get the book first. Okay, Fran. Yes. Hi. The reason we're up in the morning, I'm I'm up anyway. I mean, but the reason we're having the show in the morning is because this is your time. This is your this morning is spot. I know. This is even late for you. Okay. Um, tell us about a little bit about what you do. Well, I review books, and I review them in detail. Um, I give you a synopsis, but I also give you a critique of the book. If the book does not warrant um, five stars or four stars, I won't review the book. I will give you a synopsis, and I won't post it on Amazon because I don't believe it's my job to pan a book. Um, I can give you an editorial review, a critique of your book uh, for money, uh, for an amount, of, um, because I feel that it takes a long time to critique the book and tell you what you need to do to strengthen it out, your characters, your plot line, your point of view, etc. I can also do a synopsis for your back cover and blurbs, and between Marsha and myself, we could offer you a radio show. And that's just some of what we do. Right, and we both do different radio shows. And at Fran's, at Fran's radio show, she deals definitely with your book, per se. I ask a lot of questions, and we do a lot of different things. But Fran really uh, – and or I listen to her show all the time, and this is the truth. Every author on the show says one thing. And I've mentioned this before. They all say, Fran, you got my book. They, you, what you seem to be able to – well, this is, goes back to – do you want to just say what you did before – you did radio shows and were a reviewer, how you got the training to be able to read a story and actually understand everything you read. Well, then you can blame my mother for that. Okay. We can't do that. I taught for 36 years in the public schools, in New York City public schools. Um, as a reading and writing specialist, I'm licensed in reading and writing, and among other things. Uh, I took speed reading from Evelyn Woods, and I was told that when I was younger I had to read 10 books a week, and I still do that. Um, I read and I just look for what is not on the surface, what's the author, the deep meaning, the deep structure meaning of what the author is trying to say, and I take notes and I circle, and I don't read e-books. I only read print, uh, and I try to see where, where it is the author's coming from and it takes a while and usually I hope I get it uh, but if, I think it's the training that I had to read 10 books a week take, I took notes on the books, I still do and then yeah, I you still. compare my notes and then I look at them and I'm, if I don't get it right away, I, I usually try to get it but it's important that if, a, if an author um, you know, the back cover tells you something but not everything and not all reviewers read the book so yeah, it's it takes time to get what they're saying, and it's important that everybody you know does it in their own in their own fashion. But yeah, ten ten books a week, and I still do ten books a week, and um, I still take notes, and I thank my mother. Yeah, for that. I think I think that people right they you know like um, you actually read the book. And, you know, yes. I know people are always asking, you know, a lot of people for reviews, and I, I don't give reviews. It's not one of the things I do. And I, I really would wish people would actually realize that it's not for some people to do. Because if you read a sci-fi book and you don't like sci-fi and you give it a bad review and the book is good, that's not really fair, you know. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that are wrong, you yeah. know, um, I mean, this is one of the problems. I, I, before we do anything, Robin, what do people mm -hmm. do 
when they okay this is the biggest this is very confusing for most authors and certainly now there are so many companies out there that do what you do but they don't do it well and they're out of a lot of them are out of business now and a lot of them by the time people are done they've spent $20,000 which is totally it just it makes me so upset that's why i've been doing shows for the last you know 7 years to always hope that people don't do that and i've mentioned you every all of the shows because all of my books are done by fidelity publishing so no, thank and you. tell everybody what they need to do first well and i do this in every part of my life i always get estimates from multiple sources and then you also need to, one of the things that Google is really useful for, if you find a company that you're interested in, Google complaints and the company's name. And that will bring up anything that anybody has said about them in a negative way. And it's usually pretty enlightening, especially for publishing companies, because there are several sites like Editors and Predators that, make an effort to point out the places that are ripping authors off. So chances are if you found a place that kind of sounds too good to be true, it probably is. So definitely yeah. do a little research before you hand them any money. Um, also, $20,000 is just a ridiculous amount. <laughs> but people are right. But I, I, this is not – this is the truth. You know, oh, I and know it is. It's just you know it is, and um, this has had nothing to do with even what before I met you. I knew people. This was what was happening, and besides even spending that money, they didn't even get a book. They had to buy books for that right. after that. You know, and and the books were very expensive, which Fran and I both know because we had both been at other places. Um, and this is your 10th anniversary year, so that's what we asked about. That's how long, you know, I've known you. And I think that in 10 years, so much has changed. Fran, yeah. wouldn't you? I mean, look at look at what ha- has happened, I mean, in 10 years. E-book. Well, and you can print digitally, which means that you don't have to buy 1,000 books or 10,000 books. Sorry, Fran, but, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no that's that's okay. I I know the digital books, but I still um, I still prefer paperback. It's well, you're talking about a book in my hand, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, but I'm talking about books that are printed digitally rather than offset. Yeah, because yeah, right, sometimes they don't always come out right. As a yeah, matter of fact, when they made, when they made my ebook or digital book, a lot of the times there were errors in them too, and it had to be done over. And sometimes the font was off, and sometimes the margins were off. It was a mess. So yeah, you know, when you do them, it doesn't come out like that. The ebook comes out fine, right. and the the e magazine comes out fine, but the the and the book comes out just great. But not everywhere do they have you know do they have that kind of integrity, or do they do it right, or do they even care? And if they do it wrong, they blame you. Right. <laughs> See, uh, like, somebody uh, there, there's a question out there for Fran. If you could give one piece of advice to a new author, what would it be? To understand, oh, hi, Mark. Mark was on my show last week, and this book, (laughs) uh, Force 10, Doubling the Penny, is outrageously fantastic. Um, 
Yeah, Mark, you know, you're going about it right. He has a whole publishing crew, and he has a whole group that are helping him. But to begin with, I would know your genre, and I would know exactly what you want to do, uh, what you want to write about. And I've always been told to write about something that you know and to always have somebody critique it or look at it before you get it published so that you know that your characters are strong, that your plot line is strong. Because new authors, um, like Robin said, and I agree, before you pick a publishing company, you need to know what the complaints are. And I should have done that when I worked with a different publishing company that there were thousands of complaints with. And you have to make sure that when you get a new package that you know what you're looking for. But you need to have marketing. You need to have press releases, right? You need to have um, yeah, and social friend, media. But in, those, in those years, like ten, even the, the even the 10-year yeah. mark, they, it was very different yeah. with publishing. They, yeah. There were only a few out. I mean, so we didn't the, – the choices of where to go – weren't That's really true. out there. Now, the one of the biggest problems is is there's too many out there, and some of them are out of business before, you know, and a lot of people use very small publishers, and that's great. I've tried four, and it didn't work for me. But a lot of the publishers are out of business, you know, because it's, it's not easy to do. And so when you independently publish, it does cost you some money, but you get a good finished product. And that's what counts because the reader needs to see the finished product. They don't care about what you did, you know, to get there. They just want it to be a good book. And that is what, why both of us have used Fidelity because we get a good book. You're, you're exactly good. right because I've read so many books and I'm reading a few, about 10 now, and I open the book up and the pages fall out. Yeah, right. And right. It, makes, it makes it hard. Or somebody uses a font that's one font or two fonts. I can't read it. I mean that that's that's another thing. They try to cram as many pages in the book as they can, or as many as many words on the page. And when you're reviewing it, and the font is so small, I need a magnifying glass, and I don't want to do that. So right. a new a new author really needs to to check it out. And I mean, I used um, a, a publishing company a long time ago, like I said. And Robin is the only one that I'll use, as far as I'm concerned. And I'm not just saying it because she's on the show. No, me too. Me too. That's true. Well, it's true. Right. Yeah. And it gets yeah. done the right way. And yeah. everyone, seriously, Robin, that has gotten any one of my books has said the font is large. I could read it. Yeah. This is great. The book is put together, and the covers are amazing. So, Mark, I know that um, your book I don't, was published by LaRue Publishing, and they, they did a great job, but I think he's looking to see in other avenues also. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we, I think you know I I think what you're saying is true because you know and and Robin does know a lot of things that other people don't know and if you listen I particularly don't always listen and Robin knows that and then <laughs> but then I come back and then I go you were right you know and but I think that's you know I've done this I've been in this business for 20 years you know as an agent and you know I'm hard on myself but then when it comes to myself I you know I'm sometimes get a little not not exactly insecure but I change more than I need to which um is a problem for me and Robin because um, I'll say, okay, I'll write one email and I'll go like do this and I'll go, oh, wait a minute, <laughs> never mind, change that. <laughs> and you know, you uh-huh. know, it's true. And right, <laughs> but you know, and one of the things is I try a lot of things, and you know, Fran knows this too. I try tons of things, and I always end up back at the same place listening to Robin after I've tried things and made mistakes. But it does make my shows pretty good because I tell people what not to do and because I've tried it. But so Fran is right. 
when it, it when it's all said and done, if you really want good advice and you want to get it done right, Robin is the one that does it, and she she's patient. But I can tell when she's mad. <laughs> she might not answer my emails <laughs> fast, you know. But you know, she's helped me tremendously. And and Fran is right. Our books. Nobody ever says a word that our books don't look right. Well, Ever. and sometimes I just let you think about what it is you're wanting to do, hmm. and eventually you realize, <laughs> no, you don't really want to do that. <laughs> no, but you do. You do have very good advice, you know, and it's true though. I think if people follow your advice, so all right. So now they come to you with the book. What would you say, like, you know, a lot of times they really, like you're saying, the genre that was important and what they're writing for, but what needs to be done? I mean, they need to be edited. Right. That's the next step. When you think you're done with it, then it's time for the editor to step in. And editing is not cheap, but it's also very difficult. So you're paying someone for a lot of hours that they put into making your book better. And, and without a lot it, of authors think it, they don't need that, right. but they do. Everybody and without does. it, without it, then your book doesn't look right. Your book, well, then it's not right. And even that's the not most your famous fault. authors have editors. Most of them have multiple editors, yeah. not just yeah. one. But, yes, I would say that having it edited is probably one of the most important things to do. And a lot of times your editor will help you with other things like your synopsis, and they will also a lot of times tell you whether your book fits the genre or whether you need to adjust some things to make it work better. It, now, it depends. Editors are on different levels. so Like, like Fran, when, you know, Fran is really good, like as I said before, about getting to – the point of the story, okay, and her reviews are long, and a lot of times now you can't put them in certain places, but you have, once she gives you a review, it, it, and she writes, or a synopsis, she writes down a lot of things that you can use as a description for, because when you're entering contests or you're entering different things, you need that. You just can't right. put the same thing. And, you know, I think so, Fran, that is your specialty also doing synopsises. And, you know, through Michigan Avenue Media, uh, Fran is going to be doing that for people. You know, and as she mentioned before, that is, you know, you have to pay, you know, I do believe that you do have to pay people to get things done right. You can't expect everything free. And I think what's happened now is people are wanting things free, but you can't, it's not the way it goes. I mean, Fran takes a lot of, I mean, she really spends time writing it out. Fran, I mean, what would you say about this to people, why they need this? They exactly need it because I've read, like, I don't know how many books that I'm reading, about 20 inside, seriously, at the same time. And some of these people, their vo- the voice doesn't make sense or um, they they. Uh, there's one that I'm reading now, and I won't say the name of it, where the time periods change. So the top of the uh, paragraph, the top of the chapter should say this time period or that time period to flesh back. Now, I got it. I realize it. But after, someone's not going to read it like that because it gets very confusing. If you're writing in narrative first person and you're switching to third person, uh, it makes it difficult. So, yeah, they need a, they need an, an editor. They need somebody that's a copy editor. They need an, a content editor. And I think, um, Marsha, there's a question about that. In yes, the, in the right. Room too. Okay, and that 
Right, I see that. Okay, and it's talking about the. Uh, we want to talk about the importance of trust between yeah. a writer and an editor, and that is a huge. I mean, most I have had the same editor, the edit almost every book I have, and then Robin has been a manuscript consultant for me, and you need that. You know, um, but you do have to trust that person because you're right. You don't, like Mark is asking, that he doesn't, you know, having the voice changed. And, and I get that, and we all get that, because once somebody edits it and it's not your voice anymore, then it's not your book. So you have to really trust the person and explain to the person. Uh, I'll give an example. My editor who's worked with me for a long time, I have a dog in Grand Central Station. And uh, Robin knows I mentioned this to her many times, and he said to me, well, the dog, maybe the dog isn't that funny. The dog, sh you know, this." I go, let me just say one thing. The dog stays in, okay, and the dog stayed in. You know, and he doesn't usually say much because he, he knows my style. He's been working with me for 15, 20 years. But the fact is I wanted the dog, and that is one of the characters people like is the dog now. So sometimes if your editor doesn't agree exactly with what you're doing, it's okay to try to explain it to them and say why you need it in your book. And don't, you know, my, my dog talks a lot and not as much as I probably should have done because that's what people would have liked, but the dog talks. So I think that you have to be secure in what you want also, but open enough to be able to say, like, you know what, maybe I'm wrong. See, that's, right. those are the things. Robin, and go ahead. And a good what, editor's what not going to change the voice or change the story without talking to you first. And if they have a valid reason for suggesting that, you should probably listen because – you know, a lot of times authors are so close to their work and they know right. what they intend, but they don't realize that the intent isn't carrying through. So if somebody else is reading it and questioning it, you should probably look at it again. Fran, well, and, and don't take yeah. it personally. Right, right. Don't right. Don't take it personally. Right, exactly. Fran, how do you feel about that? Oh, I agree with Robin, and that's probably why they need the editorial review and the critique beforehand, so that yeah. you you avoid a lot you avoid a lot of that. I mean, I work with New York Times authors, and some one of the authors said that the other day. That um, I said, well, what does your editor do when you write this way and they disagree? And sometimes, well, if it's a New York, if it's Random House or Simon and Schuster, you know, you're gonna have to fight your way to get them to change it. It's different, um, but most of the time they do get it. To, to say what they want to say. Uh, and sometimes Which, they listen and sometimes they don't, depending on who the author is and how powerful they are. Um, even the back cover, I said, who wrote it? And they go, well, I did. Which and is right, right. But which is also one of the reasons why people do independently yeah. publish, not because right. they can't get published. It's because right. their story beca is what they wanted to say, not what the publisher wanted it's what they wanted exactly. to say and that's why they independently publish independently publishing does not mean you can't get your book to a regular publisher it just means you don't want to wait three years now and so you want to get it out faster and you can do the marketing and you can do other things yourself but you have to have it done like as what i do is go to fidelity and she gets the book ready for me you know but i do have an editor 
and I do we do the cover, but you need all those steps, but no but people when they read your book, they don't know that if you name your book like Michigan Avenue Media, they don't know that what publisher they don't care. They just want a good story. So in my opinion, get a good story written. And I think right. that's the success of it. Do you agree, Robin? Right, and and don't be afraid to have help. That doesn't make it any less. It actually helps it. You know, you can't get so attached and so possessive of your story that you can't let somebody help you with it. Do you do you like better? Like I'm not big on beta readers because um, I've had so many guests on my show and they have beta readers. However. A beta reader doesn't mean that if someone is a beta reader, does not make them an expert. And like right. you know, and and that's a problem because if you let too many people read your book before, you'll never get it done. Because you can't listen to you can listen to their thoughts, okay? But you're not going to change your book. I've had people on and they get upset if they get a bad review, but then a a reviewer, I have, uh, I'll just say Jack Remick has been on my show, and he uh, has a, a column of Bob and Jack's, and they give all kinds of advice. He's really, he's unbelievable. But he said, if the reviewer doesn't like it, you're probably not going to do the book again, so just move on. I mean, you can't get upset all the time about somebody not liking your book or thinking something is wrong with it, because then there's other people that like your book. If ten people go to a movie, five people may like it, two may not care, Three may hate it, you right. know, and you and, can't please everybody, yeah. right? So don't try. Okay, because you know how that is. Do, maybe you could talk about that for a minute, because you know what happens. I, you, we've meant, we've talked about that on some of your authors. What they do, they're not sure a lot of times. You're right. Well, and that's why you use beta readers. You you have multiple readers and get their input, and then if you see that say you had 10 readers and all 10 of them point out the same thing, then obviously there's an issue with that. But if they're all over the place about their comments, then that's their personal like and dislike coming through, and you can disregard it. But but if you see a pattern of them having right. a problem yeah. with a character or the formatting even, you know, if if you're changing back and forth between two different locations or times or whatever and not giving the reader enough information so that they know where they are, then, you know, obviously you need to pay attention to that. Fran, this is a specialty of Fran's, the synopsis and understanding the story. So how do you feel about this, Fran? Well, if I don't have beta readers, but what I do have, I ask people to write blurbs, and I see where they're coming from, and they usually, you know, tell me what they think or what I need to fix or whatever. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, it depends on who you ask to be a beta reader, and it right. depends on what they write, their comments. It's the same thing if you get, like you said, ten bad reviews. The reviews, if they just say, I didn't like the book or the characters made me nauseous or I didn't like this, that's not a review. That's just their comment that they had no idea what you wrote. They have no no, no clue at all. 
if they're well, giving you a, a valid thing that um, the character uh, d- was disturbed or the character didn't do this the right way or the voice didn't come through or you have too many voices or something critical or your plot line was too slow and it wasn't fast-paced, okay, fine. Or if they you know, summarize it and then they tell you that, you know, which which they like about the plot, what they don't like about the plot, okay, but if they're just telling you the plot was awful and I don't like the book and I don't like sci-fi, like I had got that happen with my Faces book. Um, a girl said, oh, I'm going to give it, I got five stars and four stars, and somebody gave it two stars because they said, oh, uh, I didn't understand the book and I couldn't read it. So I, you know, emailed back, I said, well, if you finished the book, maybe you would have understood it or maybe you should have got <laughs> right, somebody right, to explain right. it to you. <laughs> I mean, I, I wasn't going to miss my words. I cracked up laughing. And I said, you know what, whatever. One out of right. 21, and I, I really didn't care. Um, the other thing an author said to me the other day, and I don't know how true this is, but you or Robin would know, um, if you don't have 50 reviews on Amazon, you don't really exist as a person. And I said to the girl, I'll post it when I can. I can't do it, you know, just because you said to do it, whatever. Right. But uh, there's, an, there's another right. comment from Mark in the chat room. I see it. Well, you know, um, there, there's a whole thing about that. You know, I, I'm, you know, what I am trying to do now, which is probably, you know, Robin can speak about Smashwords and that, you know, I'm going to work yeah. more with Smashwords. I'm going to work with more with Kobo. I'm going to work um, with, there's a lot of other different places you can get your book seen at. Because Amazon, it's, to me, it's like, the Hunger Games. They're, everybody is pitted against each other, you know, and you look and you can't help it. You look and you go, oh, look at their ratings. I mean, and look at this and look at that. And no matter how many years you're in your this business, you still, you go like, well, how did they get to be like number 23, you know? And you just don't, there's no answer to that at all. Because I, I, no matter who comes on my show, they it, it doesn't, the best thing is not to look at it, but we're all tempted to. You can't help it, you know? And that is a problem for people because you already get discouraged. So I think that, you know, working with different markets, uh, which we should talk about. Fran, uh, Fran we, we've talked about this too, Smashwords. But, uh, Robin, you put mm-hmm. your authors on Smashwords. What, what yes. does that get? Where does that get them? Um, well, Smashwords distributes to about 15 retail outlets. The big ones are Barnes & Noble, and iBooks, but they also do four different library retailers and um, Kobo, Scribed, Oyster. Um, so there, you've got a wide variety of places your book's showing up, and it's nice to use them because they are the distributor. You don't have to set up an account with each of those retailers. They do that for you, and and then all of the payments funnel into your Smashwords account. So it yeah. streamlines things. That That's one less headache to deal with. And how are they with reviewers putting, you know, I'm going to be starting to push that more because um, people need, you do need reviews. You don't need a lot of mm-hmm. them. But, you know, and if all your reviews are on Amazon and the other parts like Smashwords or whatever, you don't have any reviews because a lot of the reviewers don't put them in a lot of places. So that is why sometimes, you know, I think that now people should probably pay services to do that because I do think Mm -hmm. if you can get more reviews, 
and people put them in different places, which is what I, I, I hope that we're going to do this with Michigan Avenue because I think that this is, would be fair for people. But it does take time to do this, and that there is a charge to do things. And I have paid people, and I don't feel like they gave me a better review because I've paid them because they don't, you know, and they, they give you a lengthy review sometimes and you understand that they read the book. But I do think trying to get free reviews and keep asking everybody for reviews, and like Fran said before, if they just write, well, I liked it, I didn't like it, that doesn't really help much at all. In, uh, that, uh, that I can think of. Fran, do you want to talk on that for a minute? I, I agree with you because um, it takes time. to to Even when I have to post on Amazon or Goodreads or even on LinkedIn and Tumblr, I post on Tumblr and Twitter, it takes time to post on each one of these things. And um, it should, it, they should because there's, there are other sites that you can post on. A Scoop right. It, Stumble Upon, a Books a Million, Book Depository, Barnes & Noble, a library thing. And right. there's, a, there's, a, there's tons of places. But if they want you to post on like 20 to 25 sites, even on my Facebook, when I, when I post on Facebook, I have like 30, 30 sites, and I don't post on all of them anymore. And I'll post on like five or six, maybe seven. And um, and I don't well, think there's Facebook a limit to how much you can do. Them. There's a limit, Fran, of how yeah. much you can do right. during the day for you know. And and you know, you That's do right. not charge people for reviews. No, I don't. But well, I think the ones who charge are charging for their time, not for right. the review. Exactly. Yeah, because you're right; it does take a lot of time. Yeah. And so I think if someone pays, I don't feel it's a bad thing to do. I really don't because I've paid, and I really don't feel bad about it. And I don't think that uh, people don't know which reviews are paid for and which aren't because if you don't have all five stars, then they don't know. Unfortunately, Amazon finds Amazon seems to find out everything. I don't know why. Well, I Amazon mean, has not been fair lately. They're not fair because if you no, give a gift to all. someone that you just want to like give a gift to. And if they want to write a review, they won't let them. And that's not right at all. I mean, that's, you know, uh, what the person can do, though, is they can take the review and then put it on their website because um, yeah. Amazon won't put it on. They just won't. Right. Or right. I don't what know whether I don't. Goodreads or, because yeah. yeah. Goodreads is owned by Amazon now, so. And Goodreads is, drives me crazy. I can't, I, you know, it's a, <laughs> I've had a lot of authors on that have agreed. It's a mess because, you know, someone checks it off and they go, oh, yeah, I'm going to read your book. And then if you look back and they never even read it, you know. And it's it, I, I, the it's premise true. of it, to me, does not really um, – I, I don't spend much time in there because as soon as I get in there, I go, I need to get out of this place right now. And I do because it's very confusing for the author because, you know, you're look, you have to – everybody wants you to look at their book and you say, oh, I'm going to read it. But most of the time you're not going to read those books. So uh, – I don't know. The premise to me doesn't work great, but people like it. They go on there all the time, and they do put reviews on there. Yeah. You know, well, I, 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 I've, I've skirted around that other problem because if I really want somebody to review the magazine, um, I'll give them a PDF. <laughs> I won't even – I won't – or uh, a book. Yeah, that's I'll probably right. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, and I'm just like – and don't say I gave it to you, whatever. Uh, Mark has a very interesting question uh, about critiques that's interesting over there. Yeah, I, I see that. He says, okay, uh, importance of a critique, finding people to tell you what is wrong with your work, 
specifically, so not so much what is right. I, I think that that is something. Also, not necessarily yeah. all critiques are five-star. There is a value in criticism. I, I don't care about a five-star. You know, I, I've said that yeah. to Fran, because Fran, over the years, she, she's, you know, she gets upset if she's reading a book that isn't that good. She doesn't really want to hurt the person. However, but if, you know, I've gotten a three-star that was a good review, so I... I don't get that sometimes either, but, you know, they say they love the book and whatever, but then they say a couple things that might have changed it, but they love it. So, you know, it, it's all who the reviewer is. Fran, you want to take that? That, that, is, that is true. I mean, if the, if the uh, criticism is concrete and they'll say, well, you know, the character doesn't follow through with something or uh, yeah. I read a book the other day and somebody said um, the ending of this book made no sense, and they were correct. The ending of the book did not fit the entire book. Um, the beginning, uh, sometimes I'll say, how come you used a prologue, and the prologue doesn't carry through to anything in the book. Then I have to yeah. really look long and hard and say, well, you know, um, if I'm going to critique something, it's going to be because the plot doesn't flow or the characters are stilted and they're not. Their voices are sometimes um, the the where the setting is too much. There's too much setting in the book. Um, sometimes, like Mark's characters are great. They're his family, and I knew that. <laughs> and the book, the book is the book. His book is really great, and it's um, about a group of people that uh, counter terrorism and stuff like that. It's great, Force Ten. But you know, there is a value in concrete criticism. Not when somebody reads your book and says, "This is the worst thing I've ever read," and I think you should write it over. And that that's not going to teach you anything. And I know that Robin sent me a book, and I did critique it for someone, and he didn't follow what I was saying. So I don't know if he ever republished it, but he, he really needs to take writing lessons. It. He yeah, he, he finally rewrote it. Enough people told him the same thing uh, <laughs> that he finally believed yeah. it. So <laughs> <laughs> trusted me the first time. <laughs> You know, well, I think authors a lot of times, if it is a major problem like that, don't want to believe it because they've put so much work into it already that they get really yeah. discouraged about trying to redo the entire project. But hopefully most of the time the problems aren't that major. I mean, there could be some continuity issues or something that – the author in their mind knows what's going on, but they forgot to tell the reader. You know, mm -hmm. things like that are what an editor will pick up on and help you fix. Yeah. Because you don't you don't want the reader to be confused. You don't want the reader to have to work too much to figure out your book. It should just flow, and if it's fiction, it should be like a movie in their heads. They shouldn't have to do a bunch of work to figure it out. It should just be there. Right. See, yeah, uh, you know what, and see, all of these things, you know, these are the things that, unfortunately, authors spend so much time thinking about, but sometimes you just can't keep thinking about all these things. You just have to sit there and write the story and block out all of this worrying about who's going to like it, who's not, until you finish it, you know, because sometimes all of this, becomes too much to handle and you don't finish your story right. and that's a problem you know and i think fran what you're offering people is uh, is a good thing because i think if you read the story before and you tell them some of these things it might save them time in the long run of somebody 
actually at the end reading the book and not understanding it, maybe they could have done that while they were doing the book. But you are um, an expert. And so if you're going to have just anybody do it, go through your book and do that, that could be a problem. You know, I don't have my family read my books, and a lot of authors don't, because sometimes it's better that they don't because they know you too closely. I think it's always better to have somebody that you don't know. And even when you get reviews that are from people that you don't know, they're that much more significant because somebody is mentioning your characters and talking about it like as the people that you see when you're writing. So I think, you know, be, there, there's caution about too many people, you know, reading it and reviewing it close to you, too, you know. And that's why once you send the book out, you don't know what's going to happen. And that's the fun of it, you know. And then you move on to the next book because you can't, you know, I have, it takes me a long time to write a book, but not as long as, you know, some others, but there are some that do it really fast. And then they throw it out, and then they're unhappy a lot of times. So I think take the time you need to make the story, but don't keep thinking about who's, you know, how much, you know, if you're making mistakes, if people aren't going to like it, just write the best story you can. I mean, that's how I look at it. Fran, Robin? I agree. And, uh, Robin, Mark would like your contact information after the show. Yeah, sure. Well, right. And uh, this is, well, Robin is from Fidelity Publishing, and, um, on the show page, there's her phone number and everything else, but we'll give it to you later. You know, both of us will. And, you know, um, and and not because you're on the show, but because, you know, you do help so much with the covers. You know, I have issues with covers because I like to keep changing them. And, you know, <laughs> if Robin is away for too many weeks, if she's on a vacation, I do get she and goes crazy. I, I changed the covers. I sent it in. By the end, we just did that, you know, and I thought, oh, I can make covers. So I went into the site, and I was making the covers, and I like it, and then I did two or three or four. And then I said, okay, change it to this and then do it to that. And then I went like, oh, you know what, let's leave the cover that you did for me in the first place. You know, so I think she's used to me that way. But uh, I think the cover is important, and you know, tell talk about the cover because you are. I mean, I've everybody does like the covers that you do. Well, the cover needs to fit the book, and if if the author doesn't have an idea of what they want, I skim the book so that I know what I'm looking for, and then I usually provide at least three sample covers so that the author has something to choose from. And then based on the reaction to those three, then we work together until we get a cover that everybody's happy with. Um, Different types of books have different looks to them. If you look at horror books, they have a specific look. Mystery books have a specific look. And readers are kind of conditioned to look for that. So if you have a mystery book that looks like something other than a mystery book, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot because you're not going to grab the attention of the readers that you're trying to attract. So you have to be aware of that. And using things like something your next-door neighbor drew, unless they're truly an artist, (laughs) is not probably a very good idea. Um, (laughs) And I've had some like that. And and depending on what the author has in mind, if it's a book for their family, 
that's fine if that's what they want to do. If if it's for mass consumption, I'm going to suggest that they not use it. But in the end, with us anyway, it's we're going to provide a book that the author wants. Right. I won't force right. exactly. you to do something that you don't want to do, but I will strenuously object to things right. and, <laughs> and recommend that you not do it because, you know, it, it will hamper your sales or it's in poor taste. I had one recently that was, when I looked at it, I just cringed and said, oh, you do not want to use this. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, you have to be careful about that because sometimes what you think is a really great idea is going to have a completely different reaction from other people. So no, right, exactly. take that into consideration. And, and you do seem to know that. Okay. You know, um, in I sent Rob, I, actually in this book, uh, it's, it's a, taken from a script. It's called It's Never Too Late. And I'm writing it in a book now. So um, in a novella form. And um, so I, I sent Robin two pictures. I didn't say for what they were for, you know, and I just going to, I sent them from Shutterstock. Now, I didn't buy them yet, which usually I buy them, and then, but I decided this time when I'm writing the book, I want to see what these people look like to me, so now I don't have to look like it, look at it later when I'm all done and go find someone that looks like that. So I sent them to Robin, and she's she's used to my um, erotic series, so she said, well, these guys look like they're the guy next door. So I went like, so I, when I got that back, I went, good, <laughs> that is right, because these are different guys. Because I didn't tell you which one they were for. So right. when you came back with that, I knew, like, that was because those were not the typical guys that I would use for the other sexy series, because this is kind of the guy next door. So I, now I'm thinking, good. And so I'm going to, like, probably use those two, the guy and the girl and the main the two main characters, so I will know and I think for me, this is going to be helpful rather than at the end trying to decide what works best. Because I've had a lot of authors on, and they do pick their covers and what they want at the beginning. So I think yeah. that maybe this would be, um, maybe we'll see. I'm not done with the book, so we don't know. But I mean, <laughs> well, these are people I at least like think. To visualize the yes. character also, yeah. which yeah. if you have a picture, that'll help you. Yeah, and especially because I write scripts, so I think that's how my writing is, you know, and I always look at, you know, look visually at something, you know, and so I think for me this will work. But, you know, when I, you send covers, then you'll say to me, like if I'll find a picture, let's say, on Shutterstock, and it, the words won't fit in. Right. You go, it won't fit in. Because now I get it. Because I tried to do this myself just to see how much, and I was having fun doing it. But I was going like this: I, I'm out of this business. I don't want to be in it. <laughs> so you know, Fran, how do you pick the cover? I know that you, you know, you you think covers I, I are important a, too. Yeah. Well, I go through um, the internet to see if I could find cemeteries that are gloomy. And something that looks really sad, and Happy something time. that has dead bodies <laughs> yeah. in it, and then you know, I send them to Robin, and then she finds something that's better, and but that fits exactly what I want, and um, it usually works out. As a matter of fact, they said the cover for Hidden Truths and Lies really said it all. Yeah. And, um it really yeah. does. Yeah, I wish more people would read it and say it, but just beside <laughs> the point. And, yeah. and I had the first three um, 
pub first four actually published in no first three published by a traditional publisher and I found that you know they did a good job it was okay but there was no um help afterwards nobody uh wants to you know you know put, put do a press release or they didn't do any any promotion for the books there was somebody on yeah. the site that says you know this today we're going to do this and we're going to do this but um it's 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 ama- it's amazing that um you and know, don't you feel like that's so important? It, I mean, they have to think it was about important. this. I need, yeah, they, I need press releases for these books. I need more promotion, and um, right. yeah, I'm going to have to do it when, for the magazine. Definitely, Bob, we're going to have to do but something so to get gonna it out there more. That. We're going to offer that at yeah. Michigan Avenue with Fran and myself, and you know, if you know, and Robin is always great for her input, and you know, and things like that. But I mean, Robin does offer some services too. I mean. Don't you think they need to, this is what I think now, yeah. they also need to have a budget of how much they want to spend on marketing. Yeah. Because you, if you don't market the book, you might as well not do it. I mean, you just can't right. do it then. You have to do something. And affordable marketing. Well, and you've seen yourself how much time that Whoa. takes. <laughs> so yes. you have to decide whether you have a budget of time or a budget of money. Yeah. that you're willing to part with. Right, right. And, then, and it's, and it's, then it's kind that. of like you need to. You you almost need to. So when people, they spend money to have a book, they get it made, and it looks good, okay? And then when it comes to paying for a review or paying for services, they they need that. You If you don't, you have to have, you have to be, whether or not we like Facebook or not, it's not the, or Twitter, you have to be a presence because when someone mm-hmm. meets you and sees you and then you give them a card, they'll go and look up, they'll Google you. And if they don't, you right. don't come up, they're upset. Well, so, it, it's how people decide whether you're legitimate now. If you don't have an online presence, then you're probably not too serious. At least that's the impression I get. You know, okay, here's a, uh, Mark is saying that he finds it great, you know, that Fran does, you know, um, not charge. She's the exception. Well, I need to clarify something. I've been in this business for 20 years and not charged anybody for anything. Mm-hmm. And um, But I feel that over the 20 years, I have learned so much from Fran, from Robin, from people on my shows, from being an agent, from all my clients. I have learned a lot. And the one thing that I have learned, and that is why I independently publish and uh, and Fran, I think, should do services like, you know, the synopsis because she does excellent mm-hmm. services, that you need to spend money. And, and I think that very few people do do things free. But the reason that both of them are on this show today along with me is because my, what I think now people need they need to do these things because if they don't start paying for services, they're just going to end up not writing more because they're not going to get where they need to go or even have anybody notice them. And I think a lot of authors, they no matter what, they want to be noticed. You know, and if somebody can take you to the next plateau, I think that's a good thing. You know, with Facebook ads and, you know, I... I um, I do my websites like with web.com, but their Facebook program was so expensive. And I realized I was doing the ads myself 
and you know adding money on Facebook and seeing the results because you know and Robin you you were telling people about this for a while I mean isn't this what you said for your people to do and you know you always were straight out she told me she'd do a radio show I said I don't want to do a radio show and I ended <laughs> up doing seven years of radio shows do you know what I mean so yeah. talk a little bit about how you feel about that because that's important for people to not expect everything that could be, you know, that they need to pay for. Well, and the the best test for that is if somebody comes to you and wants you to do something for them in your free time for free, how willing are you to do that for them? You know, most people aren't unless it's somebody who's a really good friend or a relative. <laughs> so I know I did you, it. you know what expect and I, somebody to do that. And even in my office when we, I was uh, the an agent, you know, I people would say to me, "What are you talking so long to people for?" I said, "Because who's going to tell them how to do these things?" Okay? Because there is no book like there's a lot of books out there now, but they really don't, you know, they tell you what to do but I don't know. I, you know, you need to really talk to somebody. I think sometimes I think yeah. phone conversations or like shows like this are important, you know, and they would say, get an, get an egg timer and then get off the phone. I go like, you got to be kidding me. What am I going to do? Just listen to them and say nothing. You know, you, sometimes they needed help. And that is one of the reasons I've done the shows like this for years to give people the help they need. And not from just me, from experts like Robin like Fran, you know, and and all the other, you know, a lot of people that I've had on the shows, you know, that help people because I have learned something almost every show. Fran, you too, we talk about this. Fran, haven't you learned a lot since we began this? I learned an awful lot since I began this. It's it's amazing that um, <laughs> you know. I, that I was dared to do a radio show and dared to do a book a book review, but. Um, yeah, as far as charging for professional services, I agree. Um, yeah, at this, the, at this point now, at this point. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, I think that the publicists of all the com- major companies send me, you know, do you want to review my, this book? Can you do this? And they're getting, I'm giving them the book review, and then the next word they say, can I be on your radio show? Now, yep. they're getting paid yeah. a lot of money for my book review, for my yep. for my time, and for my radio show. And I'm saying, right. you know, Basically, and you don't get paid, and package. you don't get paid, and you're not that's getting exactly, paid. That's exactly You know, and, well, and, and the that's, key, that's too, what is happens. that you're professional about it. If if you're yeah. getting your next-door neighbor to do it for you or a retired teacher yeah. to do your editing or something, and they do it for free, chances are the job that they do for you is going to reflect what you paid them. That's exactly true. It is. You, you need someone who knows what they're doing, and you're paying them for their expertise and their time. And which is which is why we're having the show today. Because the truth of the matter is, there are so many people out there that are not good at what they do, and people are paying them a lot of money for services that they don't ever do and a lot of times a lot of people charge you money because they while they while they are doing social marketing for you they're also doing it for themselves because the more people they have for social marketing will be their name will keep getting out with their books 
So right. this is this is an issue now. I mean, it is, and that's one of the reasons why I'm having this show now because I see this, and I get every day emails from so many places that are offering services, and you know, I and I try some of them, and they're actually not good, and they're not. I mean, I you know, occasionally you come across one that's good, and Fran, you know that too. I mean, when we have guests on our shows. The, you know, the PR, even some of the best PR companies, which is amazing to me, when you look up a person on Google that is coming from a traditional, really great publisher, there's not that much on them. It's amazing that they well, don't the have trend the PR. Now is that traditional publishers don't do that. Right. They don't do the PR. They don't do the marketing. That's all on the author's shoulders. Yeah. Because and they, and they, they, they don't have the budget for it anymore. Right. So, I mean, we're actually all in the same boat and don't know it. People think that it's different. <laughs> right. And they think, right, they don't know that it's not. And that's why, you know, when Fran gives a review, that's why people love it, because it's such a good, solid review of a, from a person that actually read your book. Right. Rather than just the back of the book, and in eBooks that's a problem because there is no back of the book, so there's nothing for them to. <laughs> they they have to figure out something or go in and look like you know. And, and Fran had mentioned before, you know, go and look what other people wrote, and that's not what Fran does. So I think that you know, I listen to her shows because when I when the authors are talking. She asks some questions about their characters and things that happen, mm-hmm. and then you then there's a lot of stuff you go like, oh, that's me. I say that a lot of times, <laughs> and that you know because sometimes you like to know you're not the only one that thinks a certain way. Fran, you know some mm-hmm. of these authors; it's great. You have some really good panel shows. I have some. Yeah, we did one on narration. We did one on viewpoint and point of view. Yeah. Um, doing one on May 17th on gangs in your novels uh, with three authors. This should be very interesting because they deal with gang warfare in, in their daily job as, as police officers. And one of them lives in, in an area where there are gangs, so she's pretty up on it. Um, I might actually do one in August because I'm skipping July, people, uh, on how you pick your characters' names and how your oh, characters' I, names are <laughs> I have a baby and book. A profession. I go, I go and crazy. You, and would you ever give your minor character a major role? Because th- there's a lot of literary uh, elements that people don't know about. And if they right. listen to the show that I did on voice and point of view and narration, yeah. Oh, I, I was uh, I was impressed. Um, <laughs> and we did one on mood mood and yeah. tone with yeah. um, David Morell of all people, Andrew Gross and John Land and. But wasn't that great, though, because they said there really is, you know, the tone, you know, it's a question people say, but it it all depends on the story. And and sometimes people, you know, what does that mean? I mean, a lot of times you're going like, you know, everything is, you know, like what's the tone, what's the mood. Sometimes when you're writing the book, even when, when you're done with your book and you listen to it on an audio, let's say, Sometimes you go like, oh, I wrote that book? You know, it's so shocking sometimes because you're thinking, what was I thinking at the time when I was writing that book? And they were talking yeah. about that. They, sometimes you don't even know where it comes from. Well, a lot of authors don't know the definition or the difference between mood and tone also, when those three yeah. definitely did. And they were surprised because I said, in your book you did this, and in your book you did that, and they didn't, well, really? 
that that that's great. <laughs> right? What can I say? Right. right, because right because they just write from what comes naturally to them, and you know, but not that easily because I think when people think that they're writing a book, they can just put it out there, but. When listening to your show, I'm, I'm always talking to myself. I'm going, yeah, that's me because, you know, it takes me time. Some people write it, you know, um, uh, they they take a piece, you know, um, legal pad and they write it that way. And, uh, you know, I do that a lot, you know. And then when I get to the computer, it's different. But we all have things that are similar to others. And, and it's good to say, like, oh, that's what I do, <laughs> you know. So mm-hmm. I think that those are things that authors need to learn and always realize that they can be you know, they can always use a lesson in something else rather than just think they know it. And if you do think you know everything, that's a problem because we all don't know everything. We're guessing a lot of times and hoping that people like what we write. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's true. You know, and and uh, what would you think, what would you want to talk about toward the end of the show now is what would you tell people, um, Robin, on what to do now for that? You know, they should finish the book and then contact you, and then what else do they need to do? Um, a little research into publishing probably yeah. wouldn't hurt. Publishing is a really convoluted thing, and having a little information ahead of time will help alleviate some of the frustration because a lot of authors think that, well, I had a guy this week who has this huge oversized coffee table book. Well, he wants to have it for the public. He originally did it for himself, but his book is so expensive to produce that nobody wants to publish it because they can't make any money on it. Yeah. And I told him that initially, and he didn't want to listen and now he's hearing it from every corner oh, and is starting to think maybe he needs to change it, but he's already paid, and it's a huge book. It's 350 pages, <sighs> and it's highly designed. Each page is extremely designed. So he's going to have to pay someone to redesign that huge book <sighs> and make it so that it's something that somebody would be interested in in yeah. buying. Yeah. You know, yeah. because nobody's going to spend a hundred dollars for a coffee table book, especially no. from somebody who's unknown. Yeah. So you have to have realistic expectations. First of all, that's a good. Thing. That's a, right, right. Realistic. That's a, a good thing to start. You know, to say you just have to be. You know, and know you have to change certain things. Right. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Friend? You may have to compromise. Okay. Yes, compromise. And Fran, what are what are your words to people out there that are listening that can help them? Well, I definitely, as Mark just said, I should get paid for my editorial reviews, and from now on, I will get paid uh, to do. To do. Um, I, I still feel that you know, writing for my opinion for reviews. Um, I don't think the publicist will send them to me if I say, could you send me $50 before you, you know, send me the book? I don't think that's going to work. I don't mind that. But I do think that when I do a synopsis or if I do blurbs or if I do um, an express review, you know, really fast within it, within it. Yeah, I, yeah review, I think that. And also, you forgot to mention screenplays. I mean, that's one of the I things do those that too. she does great. She will 
tell you exactly what your screenplay is about because you have to figure out a log line in one sentence what is you know that about and she reads them yeah. and i think with a screenplay you definitely need a synopsis that's good you know and so that is you you don't talk about that much but that is so important i mean you know to an author of a screenplay you know because that's the hardest part is writing that log line and synop the synopsis is the hardest everybody nobody i know really likes it and you're really good at it so I think that that's one thing you could offer, you know, for people. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I think that it's time now that the world has changed a lot in writing. And I think that what Robin had said, too, you have to just have some kind of marketing budget because you need it. You can't just ask your neighbor to review your book or, you know, you can't ask them to edit it. It doesn't work. Well, I know that because um, I had two relatives that did a fairly good job to edit my book, but um, I even paid a publishing company that I work with uh, to edit it, and then I found out that the girl didn't read the book. She put it through this program, and I said to her, well, you have what more What do you mean, a program for editing? Before. Are you yeah, kidding? there's a program. They're, they're tracking things. There are programs, and she put it through the program, uh, and I'm saying to her, um, I can do this by myself. I don't need your help. Now, I have Maxine, and she's great. And she, what I tell her is, fix my mistakes. Don't tell me what I did wrong. Just edit it with my grammar. And then if you have well, any well, comments you about already, what I messed up. Well, she knows how you write. She, she knows, knows how and you she's, write. And she's, she's fantastic. She's great. And, I mean, I, I read the book over ten times, and she'll say to me, you know, Fran, you know, she should do this or whatever. But she'll, she'll do it and edit it until we're both happy with the book, the way it's supposed okay, um, to be. You know, and Robin, you know, you have consulted with me and my manuscripts, so are you continuing to do that for people? If they want that, yes. And we also you work are with good at it. Editors. You know, you, right? And I think that you know, uh, it does help a lot of times to have help like this. I mean, um, no matter how many times you've written a book, or you know, how many books you've written, you still need really some support too. And you like, you know. Like Maxine does your work, you already she knows you. Yeah, you know, like Jeff knows me and Robin knows me, and you know, and that it it is a very helpful to use the same people constantly because they understand you and it cuts out a lot of the stuff that you don't like about you know uh, somebody telling you what to do because you you know that the person you trust them so and that goes back to the beginning you do have to trust the people you are working with if you don't mm-hmm. trust them to make the, to help you make the right decision then no you need to find some new people because that you do have to have trust you know and that they're not going to just throw something together and say and as with your magazine we didn't mention that much but that's for another time but you do the magazine with Robin. You know, she consults you with the magazine. So that's, wouldn't you agree to be one of the biggest things that you have to trust the person? Fran? Yeah, well, and, and know that, 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 that they've got the best that, interest in mind. Yeah. Yeah. That is true. I too. think that is true. I think both of that you do that. So that's why you're right. And that's why you're on the show because I trust the two of you. And I, you know, and in this business, you do have to trust. So I think that's, you know, we can end the show with that because I think that's the most important thing that you know that your work will be the best it could be when it's done. 
And I th- so I think that that uh, is there anything else that anybody any other questions? No, Fran, did you see anything? Yes, well, okay. And Robin, yes, I cannot tell you how great it was to have you on the show. I don't know if we'll get <laughs> you back you. again, but no, it, you know, I mean. You know, you're very busy, but I, you know, I think it's important for people to hear who you are, you know, because both of us talk about you a lot, and um, we know that we can count on you. This is true. That's what I try to do, so, and and I like to have all of my clients happy when we're done with their projects, so. Yes, and I, I think they are. I think they are, you know, I mean... I am always my books, you know, and I'm always satisfied with it, you know. And if I decide to change the cover, we, I, sometimes <laughs> I say, "Don't listen to me," <laughs> but then I, I, I do, you know. And we do this, but that's a good thing because it does help my show because I tell people what I've done, you know. And I do try a lot of things. Fran, mm. you're not as adventurous as I am in trying everything. <laughs> no, 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 no. I got, I got to go no. in two seconds. But um, all right, so I'll go I'm gonna, and, I have and, two projects. I have two projects, Robin, so get ready. Okay, uh, so, Fran, friends, before you say goodbye, what's your next yeah. show? When is your show? Tomorrow. That's what I thought. <laughs> Tomorrow That's what I thought. the author of Stolen will be, will be here, and um, it's an interesting uh, murder mystery. Uh, what happens when you think the people that you live with you can trust, but you really can't? Um, it's an interesting murder <laughs> mystery. And yeah, I've got too many. Yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, speaking of trust, this poor girl should not have trusted anyone. And at the end, well, I I can't tell you what's going to happen. But um, Carrie will be here for the author of Stolen. That's just tomorrow, and then there's the rest of all the way to the end of June. So I've got a project coming. And Mark, Mark Schiff, thank you so much for listening to the show and asking questions. You helped. Mark is great. He's a great author. And Mark, call Robin. She's excellent. Seriously, yeah, no, that's true, and uh, hopefully Mark will come on my show. And um, I'm pretty booked up too, but I always add extra shows, as we all know. So uh, you know, and uh, all my shows are on MarciaCasperCook.com, and uh, Blog Talk Network does put friend shows, and our shows were, you know. They're they're on Blog Talk Radio. You can just find, you know, you just look up Fran Lewis or Marsha Casper Cook, and then you go to Fidelity Publishing. And so, um, Robin, you'll give – well, Fran, you have Mark's email, so you can – Send that to Mark. I will. I will put him in touch with Robin. My yes, okay. right. Thank and you. Thank you both, and you're both always welcome to come on the show anytime you want. Well, thank you but for mostly, having you me. You won't want to come on thank with you. the six people. That's like a six people show. Oh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> thank you for having me. Everybody All right, and have thank a great you so day. much, everybody. Have a great day. Thank you again. Bye bye. Bye bye.